Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Giants and Dodgers gave us everything, but now it's over. How can the Cardinals stay perfect? Plus, are the Eagles close to being good? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. The NLCS is set and our MLB insider Gordon Beckham broke down the matchup with our Kim Becker. That last strike three call. What do we think about this one, Gordon? I don't even know where to start, but do you think this was a controversial call? What do we think? I think it's a call that you definitely don't want to make uh, to end a you know NLDS game, an important game, game five. Uh, I thought he did check his swing, um, and I think it was uh, I think it was the wrong call. I, I don't I don't think any team wants to see uh, the ending of a game like that. Uh, that's just you know to have such great seasons on both sides. You want to see like a game winning hit or a clean strikeout or a great play to end the game. Something that basically is not what we just saw. I thought that he checked it up, um, but it's uh, it's that's that's a tough call as an umpire on first base. I mean, there's not much he can do. He's going off his gut instinct on what if he if he was to offer that pitch. I think he offered. I just don't think he um, actually swung or uh, attempted to swing at it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a call that we're going to be talking about for a long time here, but. Other than that one call, I mean, this series was something that everybody was looking forward to with the Giants and the Dodgers, the two very strong teams this season. Did it all live up to the hype to you until this last call? Yeah, I think it did. I mean, even with the last call, it still was an amazing series. I mean, you had two awesome teams going toe-to-toe all series long. Great pitching generally. I mean, Webb was unbelievable. This kid's going to be a star. Um, you know, a, a great game tonight. I mean, ended the way that you wanted it to end in, in a lot of ways. I mean, a two-one game. Um, the you know, got a got a run real late to to win the game. I mean, it just it just doesn't get any better than that. I mean, that's I mean, this is two of the best teams you know um, in a long, long time in one division, and they're going at it. And uh, Scherzer comes in and, and shuts the door. It was pretty amazing. Well, it's definitely a series that took a lot of energy on both sides, but now the Dodgers have to go and face the Braves. How will they be able to prepare now with a series like that under their belt? Well, I mean, they've clearly got momentum on their side. I mean, uh, they're they're going into the Braves series. They are going to go on the road, um, and they're coming to Atlanta. So they're, they're going there uh, to, to win another series. I mean, these are two good teams. I think the Braves have a lot of momentum, too. It's going to be really interesting to see how they come out with a little bit of a long layoff. I mean, the Dodgers are still going to be riding high, and they're going to be moving uh, forward, and, and they've got that feel of the game still. And so it'll be interesting to see how, how the Braves come out um, out of the gates. Uh, I think uh, it's going to be – you know, amazing season. I mean, have fun for the Dodgers tonight. They're going to be celebrating that clubhouse. And then tomorrow they'll probably head to Atlanta is what I I would assume and uh, get ready for another, you know, jam-packed series. I mean, the Braves uh, stadium can really pack them in there. And uh, uh, Atlanta faithful has been wanting to win for a long time. So we'll Mm -hmm. see. Yeah. The train's got to keep moving. They can't celebrate full throttle here just yet. What do we think the hardest thing about the Braves is going to be for the Dodgers? I think it's their it's their lineup. I mean, the Braves pitching staff has been very good, but their lineup has been really, really good. I think that the way that they handle their at-bats, they grind out at-bats, 
they make you work for outs, and uh, they have to do that against a really good Dodgers pitching staff. Uh, I don't know who you'll see in the first game for the Dodgers, and I don't think Scherzer would be ready. Maybe he will. Maybe it was today was his bullpen day, and he'll be back for game one. Um, but, you know, I think it lines up pretty good for the Braves. For more analysis from Gordon Beckham, check out the Locked on MLB YouTube page. Coming up, how can the Arizona Cardinals stay perfect? Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The St. Louis Cardinals' record-breaking 17-game win streak and three playoff appearances were not enough for Mike Schilt. Mike Schilt is out as St. Louis Cardinals manager. I'm Lucas Smith of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. And somewhat shocking news, the Cardinals will be looking for a new manager heading into 2022. John Mozeliak, president of baseball operations, citing a different in philosophy for the reason. Um, refused to, to expand on it at this time, but this is, this is really shocking. Um, what, ha- what has seemed to be from the outside looking in a, a relationship of, of trust between Schilt and the players and Schilt and the front office has come to an end. I'm, I'm kind of blindsided by this news, to be quite honest. Did not expect this news to break. I, I think that, that there were a lot of fans that might be happier with this move as the Cardinals look to move on from Mike Schilt. But at the end of the day, he did bring three playoff appearances to the St. Louis Cardinals. But John Mozeliak also saying this is more than just about wins and losses. Tony La Russa, on the other hand, will return to manage the Chicago White Sox for the 2022 MLB season. La Russa's future was a bit of a question after the White Sox season ended Tuesday. He said afterward, it's up to management first and then the players. If they want him back, then, quote, you check and see whether you got the desire to continue to manage. So I do. The Chicago Bears placed veteran running back Damian Williams on the COVID-19 list Thursday. Williams was placed on the list after testing positive. If he is asymptomatic and is vaccinated, he would be able to return once he produces two negative tests 24 hours apart. If he is vaccinated and develops symptoms, he would be able to return once he produces two negative tests 24 hours apart and is asymptomatic for 48 hours. The timing of Williams going on the reserve COVID-19 list is problematic because the Bears are already without their top running back, David Montgomery, who is on injured reserve with a sprained knee, and they face off against the 4-1 first place Packers on Sunday. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action. Week six betting lines. The Arizona Cardinals stay undefeated after a sloppy week five win against the 49ers. They're two and a half point underdogs at Cleveland in week six. The New York Giants lost Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay, and they are without seven of their 11 offensive starters from week one. It's no surprise. They are 10 and a half point underdogs to the Rams for week six. And everyone wanted to write off Big Ben and the Steelers after a few bad weeks. Now, they might be on a roll. This week, they face the Seattle Seahawks without Russell Wilson. The betonline.ag line for this game is Pittsburgh minus four and a half. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use your promo code locked on to get that welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. Week six in the NFL brings some interesting matchups. The Arizona Cardinals look to stay perfect and go 6-0 and against the Cleveland Browns. What do they need to do to not trip up in this one? The NFL's lone unbeaten team looks to go to 6-0 and on the road in week six against the Cleveland Browns. The Arizona Cardinals, Alex, they have a pretty simple strategy to stay unscathed. Stop the run, baby. 
stop the run. It seems almost impossible at this point. They're, the Cleveland Browns have two top 12 running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The offensive line is, is a nice upgrade from where they were last season. And the Cardinals' downside on defense, if there has been one, it's been the run defense. We'll see if Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons can, can step up to the task and what Baker Mayfield is going to look like in the passing game when they're going to focus on the run like they do seemingly every week. The Cleveland Browns are so good at the run that if like you're just okay against the run, like that's a win, right? If you can just hold them to like 150 yards, you're good. Just don't let them go off for like 200, 230, and you should be all right. 12 touchdowns between the two of them through five weeks. Those are bonkers numbers, 187 yards per game. If the Cardinals can keep them out of the end zone, Ben, don't break, be a huge win for the Cardinals in an effort to go 6-0 and on Sunday. Yeah, keep that champagne on ice from the 72 Dolphins one more week. Cardinals, Browns, Baker, Kyler, round two. Can't wait for it. The Lions look to get on the win board this week against the Bengals if they're going to get a win. What will need to happen? Hey everyone, Matt Derry from the Locked On Lions podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your biggest key for the Lions to get their first victory of the season coming up on Sunday against the Bengals is simple. Don't turn the football over inside the red zone of the opposition. Lions lost too many opportunities against Baltimore, Chicago, and Minnesota the last three weeks that enabled them to fail and lose those football games. The Lions are moving the football okay. It's not a great offense, all right, by any stretch of the imagination, but when it comes down to it, they've got to get points inside the other team's 20. The problems they had against the Bears two weeks ago. Last week against the Vikings, same thing. Golf, a fumble, and an interception. The Lions have to take better care of the football if they want to knock off the Bengals on Sunday. It's a good Cincinnati team, an improved Cincinnati team. Lions still banged up, but got to take care of the ball. No silly turnovers. And they can beat the Bengals on Sunday and get their first win. All right, Bears fans are getting a little ahead of themselves heading into this game against the Packers. Here I am to tell you how the Packers stay in control of the NFC North. I've been harping on it all week. Win the pass rush battle with the Chicago Bears and beat the Chicago Bears. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked on Packers. And the key to victory this week for Green Bay in their NFC North showdown is winning the pass rush battle. Yes, the Bears have the most sacks in the league. They have the second best adjusted sack rate in football. And Justin Fields, when he is pressured, 45th out of 47 quarterbacks in pressure grade. If you pressure Chicago, which has a struggling and banged up offensive line, you can keep the Bears from scoring already last in the league in scoring. On the other side, with Aaron Rodgers, when he is kept clean, he has a passer rating of 122. When he is pressured, his passer rating is 31. That's not his rank. That is his rating. It is night and day difference when he has time to throw and when he doesn't. And when you look at these two teams, they both have solid pass rushers. In fact, Green Bay has a better pressure rate and more combined sacks and quarterback hits than the Bears, despite the fact that the Bears have more sacks. Chicago is converting sacks from pressures at an unsustainable rate. The Packers have the better offensive line and the better quarterback. So even if the Bears have the slightly better pass rush, and maybe they do, their offensive line and their quarterbacks are significantly worse. So you win that battle, that is the game for Green Bay. Coming up, are the Eagles close to being good? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the best tasting protein bar that God or man has ever invented. And it is 
it pretty incredible what they've been able to do. Uh, high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugar, low in net carb. And yet it tastes truly um, like I, when I say unbelievable, I truly mean unbelievable. Like I could not believe how good they tasted the first time I had them. And every time they come out with a new flavor right now, it's cookie dough chunk. I, I'm blown away at what they're able to accomplish and still maintain the high standards of the high protein, high fiber, low net carb, and low sugar. What they do is it's it's incredible. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. Good teams win, great teams cover. Eagles plus seven, never in doubt, right? As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take down the Philadelphia Eagles 28-22. Joining me now from Locked on Eagles, Gino Camilleri. And Gino, uh, this is an Eagles team that is trying to figure it out under a new head coach, under a quarterback who is still, I believe, not started 16 games in the NFL in Jalen Hurts. And they have battled in these games, but they're not winning them. Have you seen enough? Is it good enough for them to be close in these games or do they need to start winning them? I mean, when you're playing Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and Dallas, who has three of the best offenses in the league, I think for a Philadelphia Eagles team that does have a rookie head coach, you're still trying to figure out what Jalen Hurts' strengths and weaknesses are, plus a lot of the gaps in personnel between a team like Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. I think you're seeing who they are as this young team, have they been good enough to stay in these games? Yeah, that's something that you can build on for the future. But currently, I think we know what the Eagles are in terms of overall personnel. Their game plan from week to week is just shaky. They're still a young team. They're getting their legs out from underneath them. And I didn't expect them to play Tom Brady to a one-score game. I thought it could have got out of hand. But hats off to the defense who started to come around the last two games. That's an area of improvement. So it's not all negatives from this, but you would like to see this team get off to a quicker start because I said it last week, if you were going to let Tampa Bay hang around for that long and you're not going to capitalize on those opportunities like you did in Carolina, more than likely Tom Brady is going to beat you exactly like he did tonight. The defense got lucky that they were able to have a few takeaways or just the one takeaway with the one taken back, but they were able to hold them on fourth down, put them in a position to get within a one-score game. The offense just continues to be, I would say, the the lesser unit on this football team as we continue on in this year. So how much of that falls at the feet of Nick Sirianni? Because he is he is the new head coach. The defense, as you mentioned, has been by far the stronger unit to date. They have rolled with Jalen Hurts moving on from Carson Wentz in that trade to Indianapolis. I look at Sirianni and you see the success that he's had in some areas when it comes to getting Jalen Hurts in that in those quick passing areas, getting the ball out of his hand quickly, but he only has done that for, I'd say, 50% of the time while Jalen is out there, and he did this in week three and four when they went against Dallas, or actually the, the week prior to that when they went against San Francisco in week two. They really didn't stick to what Jalen Hurts does well, but at the same time, a lot of it does fall on Jalen Hurts as well because there were plays, just a simple comeback route to Jalen Hurts where he's late. A cup uh, or to Jalen Rager, excuse me, from Jalen Hurts. There's a ball down the field twice, one on the left, one on the right side to Rager again, underthrown. They do get the pass interference calls, 
But in the past weeks, he's gotten those balls picked off. And when you're playing better caliber teams and your timing's just even a, a split second off, it's going to cost you. And yes, he hasn't played 16 games in his NFL career, but a lot of this stuff that you're seeing in, in terms of what he's doing bad comes in terms of his arm. Yes, he can run, but in a passing league, you have to have a guy who can complete more than 100 yards passing through three quarters in two consecutive games. He failed to reach that mark through three quarters in back-to-back weeks. Yes, it does go on to the to the head coach and your play caller to put him in, put him in a good position, but at times when you're playing Tampa, who has the worst pass defense, you have to strike on those uh, those opportunities, and I don't think they did that enough tonight, nor did they do it last week in Carolina. And finally, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the NHL's most valuable team and the only franchise in the league worth $2 billion, according to data compiled by Sportico. The NHL welcomes the Seattle Kraken as its 32nd team for the 2021-2022 season, but according to Sportico, the league's top five most valuable teams are still original six franchises. Following the Maple Leafs are the New York Rangers, Montreal Canadiens, Chicago Blackhawks, and Boston Bruins, all over a billion dollars. Thanks for making Lockdown Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up Monday, a show so full it's going to burst like pants on Thanksgiving. Oh, now I want turkey. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.